What's up, guys, and welcome to MCS Podcast number 306. This is Buck Green in for Jeff Anderson this week, and today we're going to talk about pocket pistols. That's right, good old mouse guns, those tiny little guns that some people call a sort of a firearms talisman, but which may nonetheless have something to offer you as an armed and prepared citizen. Uh, as always, you can download the one-page handy-dandy cheat sheet for today's episode at mcsmagazine.com slash 306. That's mcsmagazine.com slash 306. All right, are you ready? Then let's talk pocket pistols. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. All right, we're back. Uh, I'm going to start off by saying that I am a fan of pocket pistols. Um, I have long been a fan of pocket pistols. I, I think part of it is I like tiny little accessories. I've always been one of those people who has a lot of EDC gear going on. I like accessories. I like lighters and flashlights and pocket knives and all that sort of thing. So something about a pocket pistol, something you can carry around in your pockets, is appealing to me on a personal level. And I know that some of you will feel the same way. But really, the question we're here to answer is not, are pocket pistols fun? The question is, should you be carrying one? What are their pros and cons? How do you make the decision? Uh, and that's because for as many years as I've been aware of pocket pistols, there are people who have considered them sort of a talisman. By, by talisman, I mean we carry it to make ourselves feel better as gun owners, but it's not actually that useful as a weapon, is the contention there. Um, and a lot of people have, have compared the tactical pen to that sort of thing, said, well, you just carry that to feel better. It's not really a serious weapon. I, I would disagree because I think the tactical pen is a very useful weapon, and I feel the same way about things like pocket pistols. I think they do have their place. I think they have their advantages and their disadvantages, and we're going to talk about five of those today. Um, the, the pocket pistol obviously has some things going for it, and that's why so many people gravitate to it. So let's start with the first one, and this is the obvious one, the reason that everybody takes to a pocket pistol, and that is it's so small. Uh, so number one, that makes them very concealable. Um, there are times when you cannot afford to be discovered uh, carrying a firearm. Now you have the gun legally, you're not doing anything illegal, but there are people and places in your life where you're not supposed to take a gun where you could get punished for doing so. And the first place I'm thinking of is your workplace. Now, I would never encourage you to do something that is against the rules, but the fact is there are gun owners out there who carry weapons even though their workplace has a policy that says no weapons on the grounds of, of these premises. Um, and I get the difficulty that those policies put you in. And some people will say, well, don't work for a company that has that policy. But especially in today's economy, it's it's hard to make decisions like that. So I personally have known people who chose to carry knowing that if they got caught, they would probably be punished or fired. But they were concerned enough about their safety that they continued to carry. But knowing that they were in what's called a non-permissive environment, they could not afford to have a gun show itself. A holstered sidearm in the waistband or anything like that would, would be an immediate problem. So they carried pocket pistols, something so small, something so easily hidden that it couldn't possibly be exposed accidentally, except in the most ridiculous of circumstances. You know, and, and here I'm thinking like, 
you're at work, you're carrying a gun, you're not supposed to be carrying a gun, you walk into the bathroom, you take your pants down to sit on the porcelain throne, somebody could look underneath there and see the gun, possibly. Well, not if it's in your pocket. And you, you might also be thinking, who around us is carrying guns when they're not supposed to? I've known people like that. I once worked with a guy in a, in a sort of an industrial environment that had a man, manufacturing floor and some offices attached to it. Um, he was carrying in complete disregard for company policy the whole time he worked there, and he would even flash that gun to people that he considered friends to show off the fact that he was carrying. Uh, the, the dude was nuts, but he was a nice guy. I liked him. Um, but yeah, he, he totally would have been fired if anybody had found that out. Um, not the best behavior, but a pocket pistol is the way to go in an NPE, a non-permissive environment, where you can't afford to have your gun seen. Um, the downside to the small size of a pocket pistol, though, and here's the con to go with that pro, is that because they're so small, they're very hard to control. Um, the, the North American Arms 22 uh, caliber mini revolver, that is a very tiny gun. It's so small, I've seen belt buckle mounts for them. My father actually had a belt buckle mount for his 22 caliber mini revolver, which was ridiculous, but the fact that they someone took the time to make that because the gun is so small. Well, one of the things you'll find in shooting a gun that is as small as a 22 caliber North American Arms mini revolver is when you shoot it, the, the gun is so light that even a 22 makes the gun want to pop up in your hand. It will shift in your hand, and because the grip is so small, it's impossible to really get a firm grip on it and not have it shift unless you choke the life out of it, like you're trying to strangle the gun when you shoot it. Um, that was a surprising discovery the first time I shot one of those was that they do that. So depending on the gun, depending on the size of the grip compared to the rest of the gun, and depending on the light weight, a very concealable pocket pistol or pocket revolver might be very hard to control. You will have to compensate for that, and of course it will reduce your accuracy, but we'll get to that. Uh, number two, in terms of the pros for pocket pistols and uh, mini revolvers and anything we would consider a mouse gun, is they're light enough for hot weather. Right now it is summer as I'm recording this. It was beastly hot today. Um, I don't carry a gun anymore because I live in a state that's very hostile to that. But if I were to be carrying a gun, it would have been that mini revolver. It would have been something I could just slip in my pocket because uh, it is so hot, you want to wear very light clothing. And the lighter the clothing you wear, the harder it is to conceal a firearm of any uh, size. So because a pocket pistol is something you can just slip in the pocket of your pants or your shorts uh, or even in a fanny pack if you're one of those tragic uh, fashion disasters. And I'm, I say that as somebody who used to own a fanny pack, so I own it. Um, the, the, uh, the nice thing about any pocket pistol is that it's great for warm weather. The downside to that is the gun is very small, as I mentioned before. It's not much of a deterrent. Uh, it's said that you shouldn't be pulling your gun on someone unless you are justified in shooting them. That doesn't mean that you have to shoot them. What that means is I don't draw my firearm unless I'm in fear for my life and would be morally and legally justified in discharging that weapon in my self-defense. If me drawing the gun causes the other guy to stop what he's doing because suddenly he realizes that death may be the consequences of his actions, that's great. Nobody needs to get shot. And the overwhelming majority of, of firearms incidents involving civilians, if I remember the, the NRA publication about this correctly, the overwhelming majority of those end with somebody pointing the gun and the other person going, oh, I've made a terrible mistake. So that's great and all, but 
when you have a very tiny gun, the bad guy may not even register the fact that you're holding a gun because it's so small. He'll certainly notice the bright flash. I'm not saying anyone's going to be like, you know, shrugging off the, what was that, a 22? You're not even trying. That didn't hurt. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is because the gun is so small, his brain just may not process the fact that you're holding a gun. Um, I've, I've been to knife classes where they told us that when you cut someone in a fight, they might not notice because of the adrenaline that's going on. And they actually taught us to shout out, stop, you're cut, stop, you're cut. Now, I don't know if anyone would process that either when they're fighting with you, uh, but the fact is... You're giving up whatever potential deterrent the sight of the gun might have when the gun is very small. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't carry it for that reason. It just means you need to recognize that, yes, I have this gun. Yes, I have lethal force at my command. But it's not much of a visual deterrent. Not that you can count on that. You can't. You never know what's going to deter someone. But with a full-size handgun, there's at least a percentage chance that pointing a gun at them will make them go, oh, oh, terribly sorry. I, I had a friend once who said, everyone speaks the Queen's English with a gun pointed at them. <laughs> so you get somebody who's talking all tough and, 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 you know, in a bunch of slang, and then suddenly there's a gun, and they're like, oh, terribly sorry, good sir. Allow me to correct my behavior. It does happen. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, number three in our list of pros and cons for mouse guns is that uh, the the mouse gun, the, the pocket pistol, the pocket revolver, Often, they shoot very cheap, very commonly available ammunition. Now, I know a lot has changed in the ammunition market, and we can't always count on that. I remember how plentiful bulk 22 was when I was a 20-year-old, and I long for those days again. I've noticed in, in the last, uh, well, <laughs> this was before the pandemic. Before the pandemic hit, I was noticing that bulk 22 was starting to show up in stores again. I was in a, uh, a, I can't remember if it was a Walmart or someplace else, and I know that Walmarts and other stores have started taking ammo out of the stores, and I, it's it's so hard to keep up these days, and so many different stores are hostile to your, your gun rights anymore. But bulk ammo was starting to come back in, and then the pandemic hit, and I'm told that the gun stores are absolutely picked clean. You couldn't buy a gun or any ammo for it right now if you wanted to. Um, I, I, I don't know because it's not like I'm doing a lot of shopping trips at local gun stores right now, but the fact is that before these special circumstances occurred, your average pocket pistol, if it fired a 22 or a 22 short or a 22 magnum, these are all relatively inexpensive, commonly available cartridges. There are some pocket pistols that fire something more exotic. I have experimented in the past with the North American Arms proprietary calibers, which were like small cartridges necked down to something else. Um, there are, I, I know like some pocket pistols are like 32 and 32 is not as common. Um, really, I wouldn't choose your pocket pistol based solely on the ammo. I would choose it based on, do I reasonably think I'll be able to feed this gun? But if it happens to be a 22 or a 22 short or something like that, now 22 short is probably a little underpowered for even a pocket pistol, but if it's a 22 and even better if, a 20, if it's a 22 Magnum, those are cartridges you ought to be able to get and you probably already have. So common, inexpensive ammo is a great thing for your pocket pistol, but you have to take all of this with a giant grain of salt because I have no idea what the market is doing right now as far as the market for ammunition. It's all insane. Things might stabilize, but these crazy days, who really knows? All right, number four, uh, when it comes to pocket pistols and pocket revolvers, mouse guns, they're great for people with small hands. Um, I, you probably have some uh, women in your life, or you are one, depending on who you are listening to this, 
And what you may find is that certain guns are too big for you. The average man's hand is larger than the average woman's hand. Now, I have size extra large hands. Um, I've always had large mitts. A, a friend of mine told me I had ham hands years ago, and he's not wrong. So if you have small hands, then you will find a pocket pistol easier to maneuver and manipulate. You will be more accurate with it because the grip is better tailored to you. But the big con to this, if you're me and you have giant sausage fingers, well, shooting a pocket pistol can be very difficult. It's very difficult to get a good grip on it, to squeeze down on the pocket pistol, to control it in case it wants to hop in your hand. Um, it's very hard to be accurate when you're doing that with the gun. So depending on the gun, it might be next to impossible for you to shoot accurately with that pistol. I know with the stock grips on a North American Arms Mini Revolver, um, I can hit very little. <laughs> Now, if you add one of the bigger grips to that, then suddenly it's easier to hit what you're aiming at, and the bigger the grip and the better the, the hold you can get on it, the more accurate you can be, even with that short barrel. But that kind of defeats the purpose of a pocket pistol by adding giant grips to it. And, of course, that's the compromise that we're always fighting. I, I One time I owned one of those mini revolvers, and I tried to put the folding grip on it that lets you fold out, and that I didn't like that. It was not good. It was not a good system. So... Uh, there's always a little bit of experimentation when you try to find the pocket gun that works best for you. Um, all right, uh, number five in our list of reasons, uh, well, pros and cons for mouse guns or, or very small pocket pistols is that they're easy to use in close quarters. And by that, I mean they're so small that they're extremely maneuverable. So even in a tight space, you know, in, in a phone booth, you can use your little tiny pocket pistol to put holes in the other guy. Um, but the, the problem with this is we're dealing with a very small gun shooting a very small caliber. So not only is it not terribly uh, powerful, even at close range, you know, that's, the, that's what you give up for that size, but it is very much not accurate. So unless you're close enough to practically touch the guy, uh, you know, no, as long as you're, I don't know, within the size of the average living room, okay, you've got a pretty good chance. But once he gets a little farther away, you are going to have a really hard time hitting him with a little tiny pocket pistol. Depends on the gun. Like if it's one of those really nice little tip-up barrel Beretta 22s, those are neat little tack drivers almost. But, uh, you know, a North American Arms Mini Revolver, it's going to be a lot harder to hit somebody from far away, especially if they're moving fast or moving at all. So... Again, another downside to the size and small caliber of these weapons is they're just not accurate at long distances. But I have a little more bad news. They're also impossible to reload under stress. Um, it depends on the gun. A tiny automatic, yes, if it has a magazine, you can pop that out and pop another one in. But it's so small that, you know, with, with your with your typical full-size Glock or, or 1911 or other automatic you know, you, you train to do a reload under stress, to, possibly while you're moving, possibly while you're being shot at. You're popping the magazine out, you're slapping the other magazine, and you're racking the slide, and you're getting the gun back on target. Well, now picture trying to do all that with a gun that's about a quarter of the size. It's very hard to do all those, those manipulations. The smaller the object, the more fine motor the manipulations become. And under stress, fine motor control is, is short, uh, uh, hard to come by. It's, it's in short supply. So be aware that if you're carrying a pocket pistol under stress, you will probably get the number of shots that are in the gun and no more. It's going to be almost impossible for you to reload while you're still under threat. Now, I would say, though, that you should carry extra rounds nonetheless, because let's say, I don't know, you're out walking with your pocket pistol one hot summer night 
and you're attacked by a rabid dog. And you have no choice. Nobody wants to shoot a dog, and we certainly don't want to create any John Wick vendettas. But you have no choice but to take out your pocket pistol and drill that rabid dog in the head. And uh, maybe it's hard to hit him. Maybe the first shot doesn't do it. You've got, I don't know, five rounds in your mini revolver, and you empty them. The dog is now down, and in the distance, another rabid dog is determined to avenge its... I know this is getting silly, but my point is, if you empty your pocket pistol and you don't have any spare rounds for it, you now have a tiny paperweight. You now have something that's completely useless. So uh, the same is true, let's say you're carrying like a Smith & Wesson 38, which is not, I know some people consider that a pocket gun. To me, that's always been a little too big to be a pocket gun. So uh, take this with, with whatever grain of salt you need to, but with a 38, if I were to fire the five shots in that gun because, I don't know, I was attacked by six people, uh, or, well, no, let's not, let's, this is a totally hypothetical scenario. We're talking about the value of having reloads, even though you can't reload under stress. So let's say I empty my gun and it was sufficient to the task. I still have a paperweight. If there are any future threats before I get home, I don't have anything useful. So you should carry spare rounds so that you can reload the empty gun when you're no longer under threat. Uh, with the mini revolver especially, you have to take the pin out underneath the barrel, pop the cylinder out, poke the empties out, put the new ones in, put the whole thing back together. There's no way you're doing any of that under stress. You empty that gun, you're done until you're no longer under threat. So I would carry a little pocket holster for my mini revolver that had a pouch for loose rounds in it so that if I did empty my gun, I could then reload the gun using those loose rounds. And that's what I would recommend that you do, just so that you have something to restore the gun to something other than a useless object if you do end up using your ammo. Um, that just seems like common sense to me. Uh, nobody wants to get shot with a bullet of any size. Th there is this notion that anything smaller than place favorite caliber here is just not going to kill the guy. The bullet's going to pass through him. He'll be offended and, and, and then you'll be in trouble because now he's really mad. But the fact is, I don't care how small the bullet is, a 22, even the very underpowered 25 ACP, people get killed with 25 caliber. It happens. Uh, it has been said that the 22, because it is so common, kills more people than other rounds. I... That was sort of conventional wisdom from the old gun magazine days back in the 80s. I have no idea if that's still true, but it is a common round and people do die from it. Um, heck, the 22 is also you know popular with with assassins like like death squads and, and such. Um, the Israeli Mossad, I think, was legendarily here I'm stumbling over the word legendarily. They are rumored in legend to have carried 22 caliber uh, weapons for that reason because they did. Uh, uh, bad things to worse people. So, you know, the, there's nothing wrong with the 22. There's nothing wrong with the 25. Would you want to rely on that only for all self-defense everywhere? No, of course not. But in a pocket pistol, it makes sense. Uh, it is an effective round if you're close enough and you put the rounds on target. It's certainly something that if you empty a pocket pistol into somebody's face, you've ruined their day. I don't care if they were 25s or not. So that is something that will help steer them onto, onto a new course of action, onto a new branch of their decision tree. You should always carry as large a weapon as you can comfortably conceal and comfortably handle. Um, so if you're challenged in terms of concealment, like in a non-permissive environment, or if you need a smaller gun that you can better control, then a pocket pistol may absolutely be the way for you to go. Consider these pros and cons uh, the next time you're deciding what gun you should carry for self-defense. And boy, if ever there was a more relevant topic in today's world than carrying a gun for self-defense, I don't know what it would be. 
please be safe out there. I know the world is crazy, but trust me, we will all get through this. Until next time, this is Buck Green in for Jeff Anderson for Modern Combat and Survival saying prepare, train, and survive. Modern Combat and Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.